Hey, everybody. You know, Mark and I have over 20 years of experience as therapists and as addicts in long-term successful recovery. We know better than anyone what works and what doesn't to break out of porn and sex addiction, heal betrayal trauma, and reclaim your relationship. And we've poured all of our personal and professional recovery and healing experience into a first-of-its-kind program for addicts, spouses, and couples. We call it Dare to Connect. At least four times every week, we engage with you in real time, in the trenches, giving you the knowledge and the tools to take back your life and relationship. Whatever else you've done on your journey for healing and recovery, you've never done anything like this. You know, Mark and I, we've made all the mistakes, so you don't have to. Don't reinvent the wheel. We all know tomorrow never comes. Look, don't wait one more day to change. Claim your free two-week trial today at daretoconnectnow.com. everybody. I'm Steve Moore. And I'm Mark Castleman. We know the pain and heartbreak of porn and sex addiction. And we know the triumph of breaking completely free. Every day, we help our clients find hope and healing. Join us in the fight to take back your life, your marriage, and be stronger than ever. This is the PBSC Squared Podcast. Hey, everybody, Mark and Steve on the PBSE podcast. This is episode 163. And you'll notice the title is All This Recovery and Healing Crap Really Worth It? Uh, <laughs> I love it. Hope for couples. How many times have we heard people who get into recovery and healing? And like Steve and I, it's kind of it's easy to be blindsided. You're like, mm. wait, I didn't think this is what it was going to be wait, is, uh, wait, this is way too much hard work or whole way too much hard stuff is coming up. You didn't tell me that we were going to suddenly be confronting all this stuff. Uh, (laughs) Some of, some of me likes the way it used to be. Yeah. Is this gonna, is it going to be worth it? Yeah. And so we have covered a lot of heavy stuff over the last, I don't know, Maybe we always cover heavy stuff. I'm not sure, but (laughs) we thought we need to do a hopeful podcast. Like what do we see that really does happen for couples as they, they hang in, they stick with this, they do the hard stuff. What, what can you hope for? What, Mm. what, what's possible? So today's a hopeful podcast. Yes. No, we've been in the trenches the last several weeks and it's been some heavy stuff. And so we're, Mark and I, we were talking about this beforehand. Our biggest challenge today is going to be keeping this short because we love this topic. Um, this is, I mean, what we're hitting on today is why Mark and I do what we do. Uh, obviously we, we, our, our podcast, you know, our dare to connect program for addicts, spouses, and couples, um, our individual clinics, you know, those are, those are all ways of, of providing income for our families. But, but we got into this because we're just passionate about the issues. And so I, I love talking about this. I know Mark does too. So, yeah, we wanted to give we wanted to give some insight into that. You know what we have seen, Mark and I, with you know we've been sober and in recovery for a long, long time. I'm I'm coming up here on eight and a half years of sobriety, and I'll, I'll, I mean I'll tell you, and I know Mark feels the same way. There are benefits to this process 
that I think some of which we were aware of, you know, or hoped that could be, it was almost like a myth. It was like hearing about like some mythical panacea that doesn't actually exist. But, uh, you know, there was, but, but we hope that there were, but then there are, there's a whole list of things that we have gained from this process that I think we never, even our wildest dreams would get. That's for sure. Never. I mean, we didn't even know that some of the, a lot, some of the hopeful things existed. We didn't Absolutely. even know you could hope for them. For sure. You're right. right? Absolutely. Like we, yeah. We didn't even know that existed, you know, totally. and I, one of the, and so we thought we'd go through some of these things. We can't possibly even cover, you know, this is hardly some of them, but we can tell you what we see a lot. And even early in the recovery process, we start to see this. Yes. And for me, and I know for you, Steve, one of the things we see a lot is for the very first time in our relationship, probably in our lives, we actually start speaking our truth. We actually start learning what that even means, right? For the first time, I'm, I'm discovering what it means to be me. I'm, yeah. I'm discovering what the authentic self is. And I remember for me that I, I didn't even know that that guy existed. I hoped he was there. I was sick and tired of the old inauthentic Mark, right? The imposter self, right? The, the Mr. Hyde of the Dr. Jekyll and Hyde. And I hope there was something that was real, um, but I didn't even know what that was. And Absolutely. we see this unfold with people. And when they start to see it, you just, you see the, their eyes get kind of big and they start to get hopeful. Like this, is, is this me, right? Is, is this me, Mark? Uh, uh, am I missing something or is, is this, is this what I'm hoping it is? And it's so cool to see it. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, we're all, you know, we talk on here often about how we're wired to connect and that isn't just with other people. We're wired for connection with self. We're wired with for connection with our higher power. We're wired we're wired to be authentic. But we live in a world that constantly is teaching the opposite. Yep. That it's not safe. That yep. it's not healthy, that it's not advantageous. And nobody knows that better than us addicts. Right? Um we live in a world that of our own making. And I really resonate with what Mark said. I mean, I didn't know who I was. Well, I, 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 mean, I remember, I mean, I think most addicts, we get it to a point in this process where you hit that critical, it's oftentimes part of what brings us to recovery, right? Where you hit that critical mass of things got bad enough with your wife or bad enough with other consequences to job or whatever, where you just look in the mirror and you're just like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. I don't, I don't, what am I doing? I, I don't even know what, who am I, Right. Yeah, and and figuring that out in, in recovery has been such a huge, you know, huge blessing, and that kind of ties into you know this next component. I mean, we could talk for each of these, like do six podcasts on each of these. We really but you know, could, yeah. But you know, this breaking free from codependency, I mean, which is a huge topic, but it's part of what we're talking about here is, you know, learning how to live for you, right? Learning how to be you. And what does being you look like in a relationship with somebody else, romantic or otherwise? You know, we addicts, we tend to be such chameleons, right? We just adapt to whatever suits us best, you know, in an environment. What's going to help us survive? What's going to help us make it another day? What's going to help us not lose our spouse or not lose our wives or whatever the case may yeah, be? Yeah, what, what do I, what do I, what kind of facade and external, you know, mask do I need to put on in order for this person to like me, love me, accept me, in order for me to please them, in order for me to get ahead, in order for yeah. me to get whatever, right? And, and the thing about authenticity that you find, 
How many people, Steve, have we worked with, and this was true for us, where you just get to the place where you say, I am so sick and tired of this whole pretend process. I am exhausted in trying to be this and be that. And right. Yes. You're just exhausted. And it's one of the reasons you turn to addiction is because you're worn out. Yeah. When you figure out authenticity, you're like, does life really have an ease to it that I'm starting to feel? Are you serious? Yes. Well, yeah. I just remember the pressure coming off of me. It was like, wow. Oh my gosh. It's so true. It's so true. I mean, it, this, this started early in me for recovery, but I remember it was, it's actually years into sobriety where I, you know, it kind of grew and developed in one form or fashion, but it got to a point where the phrase just, I don't know if I heard it or made it up, but the phrase just rang true to me. You know, I'd, I'd just, I'd rather be hated for who I am than love for who I'm not. Like I'm just mm. tired. I'm tired of living for everyone else. I'm tired of living to please people. I'm tired of trying to hit the mark or going along to get along. Yeah, exactly. Just it's exhausting. Sick and tired of giving little pieces of myself away, right? To where you get to where you don't. This is why we don't know what the authentic self is. I don't know me because I've been giving parts of myself away my whole life. Mm-hmm. And now you feel like you're Swiss cheese. You're just full of holes because you've been giving little pieces of yourself and you're just this person full of holes. Yeah. And what do you do in addiction? I'm trying to fill the holes. Yeah, it really is. I mean, that is so true. Again, we could say tons about that. Um, you know, another piece that really sticks out to both of us, and we hope hope you guys can relate to this, is, you know, discovering intimacy, you know, for the first time. And that's a, again, we, gosh, maybe we will break these down if you guys would like into other podcasts because these are all huge. Oh, so what do you, you just mean discovering sex, Steve, right? I'm discovering intimacy, discovering sex. No, uh, Mark and I, for better or worse, I think (laughs) in all the wrong ways, were experts on sex. Um, We were complete, I don't think we were even neophytes in intimacy. We were just, I don't know what we were, but we were not, we were not experts in intimacy, right? And that's and that's not just on the sexual realm, but just connection, connecting with another person, right? And there's so many pieces to that. And and one that re- resonated with me as we were getting ready for today is the safety piece. You know, as as an addict, I I didn't realize it at the time, but you've, in many ways you feel like, and, and I and I would imagine that for spouses it's the same way. You know, you get pulled into this vortex of crap of survival, whether it's again your spouse's addiction or your own. And you kind of find yourself on this hamster wheel of these dysfunctional behaviors. And you you, you, run, you run on that wheel for so long that eventually you just quit realizing you're even running. It just becomes normal. And that's how safety felt. I just, like, I just, I, I felt like I always had to have my hand on my gun holster yes. all the time. Because you're constantly anticipating someone discovering you or somebody rejecting you or figuring it out or whatever it was. And, and just to be in a relationship now with a spouse where I can take my gun belt, metaphorically speaking off and just be me. Yeah. And spouses listening where they, they, in order to be safe, they have to be hypervigilant. They have to be police women. They have, where is he? What's he doing? What's he been up to? I got to check. How's he going to hurt me today? What's going to happen? Yep. When's the other shoe going to drop? You know, what's happening on his phone? What about his computer? Should I track his car? Right. Oh my gosh. It's it, it again, exhausting. Yes. And one of the things you discover when you finally start to feel safe enough to have true intimacy 
right? Into me, you see, into you, I see. I'm, I'm, I'm letting down the walls. I'm daring to be vulnerable because we're both progressing in our recovery and healing. And it's just kind of, oh, wow. Is this what it feels like to not have to be hypervigilant? Yeah. Like, really? It's like you've been carrying around a pack full of crap and you've been hiking for forever. And then that's, you know, if you've been doing like a 10 mile hike, many of you probably know that feeling, right? Where you sit down on the rock and you take that pack off. Have you guys ever felt this where your shoulders actually subconsciously move up? Oh, yeah. It it feels like you're floating. Yeah, because you've been flexing for so. I mean, that's the. It's it, it it's really euphoric. It it honestly it's euphoric to the point of being uncomfortable at times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you're just so used to not living that way. It's just it's it's weird, but in in all the right ways, you know. And that bleeds into kind of the next one uh, that we we wanted to talk about just briefly here. Learning what healthy communication actually looks and sounds like. I mean, gosh, I mean, our, our clients and and Mark and I, you know, we come from every demographic and and mark can really speak to this i know of coming from a background where safety was at an absolute premium <laughs> very very rare and 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 where you know that communication piece was not modeled wasn't taught we we weren't recipients of it in many cases right many of no. you weren't recipients of that no and and to you know the marriage component that what i think of it as is if a relationship can work, and, and 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 that doesn't always work out, by the way, we should mention that. You know, we're preaching all the benefits of staying together in a coupleship and and working through the issues here, but we recognize that there are times where it's appropriate to end a relationship, uh, where one spouse has decided that they are not going to change or evolve or grow, and it's in a way that's incompatible with the other. In many cases of abuse, particularly physical abuse, it is absolutely appropriate to end things. So we we know that there are times where that absolutely has to happen. We're just talking about the benefits of if this is something that can be workable. But you know that 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 it, when it does work, a marriage becomes really a crucible, I guess I would term it, of of where we learn these things. We become kind of each other's healing balm. Yeah, right. We're we're, we're each other's teacher and each other's student, kind of kind of simultaneously. Well, and the thing that and, and the communication model I learned when I was growing up is you're in this by yourself and you're against that person, right? This is, this is, this is enemy versus enemy. And what we discover in this whole process is this, this incredibly, an incredible thing we never thought was possible, which is, wow, you mean, you mean two realities can coexist. You mean we can each be on our same side of the street and still collaborate? You mean that I don't have to defend myself in in a in a in a dialogue or an exchange that we can actually be on the same side facing facing a common enemy? Like are you kidding? I didn't know such a thing existed. It was World War 3 when there was communi- so-called communication. Uh, and and I know that so many can connect with that mark. That's I think that's a real reality that resonates with a lot of people. Um, yeah. y- you know, learning how to be resilient, right? Oh, um, isn't that true? The resiliency, right? That you learn in this. I mean, you and I have talked about this many times where, you know, you just kind of have those quiet moments where your spouse and you just, your, your eyes kind of meet and you just know, Yes, like you just know, you're just like, you know, we can, like, we've got this, like we can do anything 
Yeah. You look at each other across a room and it's just a knowing look like, can you believe what we've been through? I think they could drop an atomic bomb on this room right now. And we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be, you wouldn't break our weld. Yeah. We can get through anything. It's an, it's an amazing feeling. And it's not to say you can't learn that from other things as well, but I mean, you know, recovery in, in this regard, I say it oftentimes on here. I mean, for me, my experience tells me this is the hardest thing I've ever done. You know, after two bouts with cancer and losing a father suddenly as a kid, I mean, those were hard, hard and awful things. But but the journey of recovery and all that that entails, that's like a Lord of the Rings epic style hero's journey. No, no doubt. And when you get to that, once you scale Everest, it doesn't mean that there won't be other mountains to climb as a coupleship or individually but gosh you're pretty equipped <laughs> i would say to be able to take just about anything else on if you navigate this successfully yeah and it's and true for addicts and especially for for partners for I spouses of addicts what right where they're like absolutely they can't imagine right when they go through disclosure and they they go through the whole process of finally discovering what really went on for the last 10 20 30 years Mm-hmm. And they come through that and do their own healing work and tap into their own support system. And for example, these women come through this and they are just rock stars. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot imagine that I am as strong as I am today. I thought that was going to kill me. And it, it's just amazing. And the same, and the same for us as addicts, right? You're just, you just realize we, we can get through anything. Yeah. Absolutely. So cool to see. No, there's, I mean, there's just, as you can see, guys, I mean, there's just so many components of this that, that, that is beneficial. Um, you know, and, and I think the last one that we're going to kind of end on here is this, you know, you can actually begin again, you know, you can start over, you can build a, a relate, a new relationship on, on dare to connect. We talk about this oftentimes, you know, we, this, this comes up frequently with our, with our addicts and our partners, this idea of building a relationship 2.0. Mm. Right, taking the best parts of a relate because it's the pre-recovery relationships that we work on. In most cases, it's not as though they're all bad. There are lots of really good parts, but this relationship 2.0 piece is it literally is. That's why we call it a 2.0. It's an upgrade, right? It's taking the best things about what was working, keeping and enhancing those, and adding uh, the other pieces to that. Um, and, and that's, that's the work that we're privileged to do in dare to connect, you know, every day, you know, dare to connect is a first of its kind program. We've got, we, we give six hours of content. So content a week, you've got two therapists, namely Mark and I running the show there, as well as a female facilitator that runs our support sessions for partners on the weekend and one low price. We hope you guys will take advantage of the two week trial as we move into an upper, an, an upper price point that the price on dare to connect is going up and is more reflective of the value of it. But uh, anybody who joins before March 1st can take advantage of that and keep that price point for as long as they stay in the program. So if you haven't checked it out, we hope you will at daretoconnectnow.com. You can find out more info there about that. But, you know, the, the this 2.0 idea, I think my uh, where I first heard that was from my therapist when my wife and I were going through this process. And I remember, like with most other things on in this process, to say that I was a doubting Thomas is a really big understatement. Yeah, I just uh, I I would hear people talk about stuff like marriage 2.0, and I was just like, bullcrap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am who I am. It is what it is. What are you people talking about? You are describing Hawaii, and I live in Alaska, and that's all that exists. There right. is no such place as Hawaii. 
that place does not exist. But as you start to take little steps in this process and, and good therapy programs like dare to connect, they can help you do that. As you start to get little glimpses, as Mark said, the good news is with this process is that you can start to get pieces of this from day one, right? From day one. Um, I had a sponsor years ago. Uh, this is for any any of you listening, specifically you addicts out there who are wondering, you know, is this stuff that Mark and Steve talk about? Does this podcast, can this stuff work for me? Can the Dare to Connect program work for me? Um, you know, I, I had a sponsor once where we were, uh, the context doesn't matter, but he and I were discussing this one day and he he threw it to me this way. He said, you know, you can either try these things and and give it a shot or you can continue to stay doing what you're doing. He said, but I would invite you to try it because if it doesn't work out, you can always have your misery back later if you want it. Yes. And I loved how he put that. It was, you can always have your crap back. If you want that back, it's it's not going anywhere. Give it a try. Dare, well, dare the other, and the other part of that is we talk about authenticity where here's what happened for me. I didn't know what was possible in my marriage because I didn't know who I was. Yes. Mark was not authentic. It was Mark the imposter, Mark the facade, Mark the trauma, Mark the whatever. I didn't even know what I could have in my marriage relationship because I didn't know me. Yeah. And as I started to move, as I started to evolve into learning who I was and what I was capable of, Mark 2.0, then all of a sudden there were things possible in my marriage relationship that I didn't even know existed because I didn't know myself. And, I, and we can promise you that that's true. As you learn how to be authentic, as you discover the real, true, you know, vulnerable, authentic selves, you'll look at each other and say, I didn't know that about you. I didn't even know that we could have this. We're having an experience right now that I didn't even realize existed because I was someone different. Mm. And that's the cool part, right? Is you can't really see right now if you're not in recovery and healing, you don't even know what you can have. I'm so glad you said that because that is so true. I, I love that. that's a great that's a great point to wrap up with, guys. We 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 know that that this stuff probably sounds mythical in some ways because it did for us once upon a time as well. And again, can we just lovingly suggest give it a shot, give it a try? Now's the time. Don't wait another day. There are so many reasons to postpone recovery. We have done them all. We've talked about them all. I I just met with a new couple the other day. Um, this week. They're brand new to this process. They're newly married. They've been married like a year and a half. And he, and he, the, the addict in this case, chose to do something I didn't. Even though I was open with my wife at the beginning, I was highly resistant to involving anybody in this for years. And they, you know, a year and a half in, he, he, he said, you know, I want to work on this. And so I met with him and his new wife right then. And I, I'll tell you, I almost got emotional because I, uh, with jealousy. Because I would, I am so glad for the place that my wife and I are in now. But gosh, I give anything to go back those first couple of years and gotten serious about this. Yep, that's just time I'll never get back. Yep. And there, the every day is is time we give away and we can't get back. Take take the leap. We we can connect with the fear and the hesitation. Join us in in, in attending this podcast more. Join us in the Dare to Connect program. We'd love to have you there. Um, we love working with clients, both in our clinics and, and there, uh, you, you guys are great. We just applaud you for attend. The fact that you're listening to this podcast puts you in a, in a very select category 
out of the people who who need help and are seeking it. So we hope you'll just continue that journey. We just appreciate all you listeners. Absolutely. Thanks for being here today. And uh, we will, as always, see you in our next episode. Awesome. Have a great day, guys. Bye-bye. Everything expressed on the PBSE podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the participants and is for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered mental health therapy or as a substitute thereof. It is strongly recommended that you seek out the clinical guidance of an individual qualified mental health professional. If you're experiencing thoughts of suicide, self-harm, or a desire to harm others, please dial 911 or go to your nearest emergency room.